0: Hello, Jacob here, uh, also known as Big Yellow Praxis. Uh, I'm here with another episode about underrated music. This one's a little bit different. It's not necessarily massively underrated music, but I'll I'll get onto that in a bit. So generally, this is a podcast where I talk with people about music that I think, or we think, if we've kind of put two playlists together, uh, we think is underrated or overhated. A lot of the songs here have actually been quite commercially successful, either within the charts or just on the internet as many things that that's that's the new version of big in a way i think at least globally now
1: yeah you know i, I don't think uh i wouldn't say you know like these are the types of songs that you're going to hear on the radio but uh you know they're songs that people have heard of
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. So some of them, the British ones, I think, have probably had a lot of radio play, but we'll get onto that in a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, these are comedy songs, are quite well-known, a lot of them, but I, I still think there's a good argument to make that they're underrated. I think people p- can be quite dismissive, generally, of comedy music. Some people, I'm not. I'm a big fan of it. I like it. Um, but but firstly, I'll, I'll get this out of the way. So for anyone listening, uh, I've just started doing this. I'm terrible at doing this in my episodes, and I do need to remind myself to do this. Please check out my social media. I'm all over the place. I'm on YouTube, Reddit... Instagram and TikTok um, as just big yellow praxis. Uh, I do music stuff generally, so I do the podcast, I write songs and do music, I do like little jam tracks, which you can find all over YouTube, so head over there and subscribe if you like what I do, Uh, it really, really helps me out. So uh, this week, for this podcast, I am joined by Brian from America, who does his own podcast, uh, the TV Trivia Pod podcast, he's briefly spoken already,
1: but I'll let him introduce himself, Uh, over to you Brian. Hey, uh, Brian here from uh, Pennsylvania, the United States. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Um, do you want to just talk about your podcast a bit? Give, give it a mention. Plug it, plug it to your heart's uh, content.
1: Sure, sure. So I have a podcast called A TV Trivia Pod, where I ask questions about TV shows. Uh, you know, right now I've covered some of The Office, Rick and Morty, and I'm just about to get started with the boys but uh i know we talked a little bit earlier you know uh you said you were a big fan of rick and morty Mm -hmm. yes uh so i'm talking do you mind if i ask you a couple questions
0: oh oh god yeah go on we'll do easy (laughs) ones here we'll do easy ones here like
1: what's the name of the girl that morty has a crush on
0: no i i can't remember it's been so long um jessica
1: is that right jessica is correct
0: yes there we go yep
1: (laughs) Yep, Uh, I'll just ask one more here, just in case. Uh, uh, In the very, in one of the first couple episodes, Morty has a dog. What is its name, and what does it change its name to? That's
0: actually one of my favorite episodes. I love that's a great episode. (laughs) Um, The one where he, oh no, Lord, uh, it's got like a very silly kind of cutesy name. Uh, Oh no. This is really bad. I said I was such a big fan of the show. Oh lord, I'm embarrassing myself.
1: He changes um, his name because his fur is white and fluffy.
0: Yes, yes. So does he change it to Snowball or something? That is correct. But I don't know what his his name starts as. This is this is embarrassing. What is it?
1: <laughs> his name starts as Snuffles, and then he changes it to Snowball. Yes. There we go. Oh
0: my lord, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's
1: I. Mean, these are the types of questions I ask on my uh, on my podcast, TV Trivia Pod.
0: Yeah, well, you definitely should not have me because that was embarrassing. I think I would. Oh, that was. I, I mean, I'm genuinely embarrassed. I'm not even being ironic because I I think I've probably watched a lot of those episodes three, four, five times, and I'm sitting here like
1: clueless about what their names are. Really easy one. What are the names of the blue people that uh, say their name yeah. and then say, "Look at me, Meeseeks." Meeseeks. Miss- All right, there we go.
0: See. <laughs> That one's easy because it's not That's such a like a meme now, isn't it? It's part of popular culture generally. So yeah, that's a pretty big Whew. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I save I save myself at the end there. I feel a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so I just ask questions about TV shows, things that happen in the TV shows. Uh, I put daily uh, trivia questions on my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at TV Trivia Pod. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And if you were to come on. I give you the season and episodes ahead of time so you could prepare.
0: Okay. Okay. This is this is this is a bit like um Mastermind. It's a British quiz show. Um I don't know if you've heard of it. Maybe it's just a British thing, but um we're quite big into our quiz shows i think over here and mastermind is very quite well it's probably more intense than your podcast is I, it sounds it's probably quite nice i mean it is i've listened to it it's nice so i'm not you're not putting people on the uh in the spotlight quite as much but um i definitely feel i would need to prepare i would not want to embarrass myself again
1: i um, i highly recommend it those are all like easy questions but the hard questions just because i cover a few episodes at a time like they get really specific so There's no way you would get some of those without watching ahead of time.
0: Right. Can you give me one as an example?
1: One hard one? Yes, just one. You remember the episode with the love potion? Yes. Okay. In order to make it, Rick uses oxytocin extracted from what animal? And the antidote is from what insect, which Rick says is the opposite of this animal?
0: So the insect, I think, is a praying mantis? That is correct. Uh, And the animal it comes from... I'm trying to think
1: now, what is the opposite of a praying mantis? A hippo? I don't know. What is it? Uh, Rick Rick later says in the episode that he doesn't know what he was thinking. This isn't the opposite. Uh, A vole okay okay <laughs>
0: it's kind of the opposite <laughs> like, I, if, the, if there was such a thing as an opposite the opposite of a praying mantis it probably would be a vole so i i get where he's coming from
1: i mean the <laughs> reason he says it is i think because voles make for life and i think that's why he made the love potion with it and praying mantises right. you know cut off the heads yes. so
0: okay i do like that that's a good one i'm glad I, I i feel like i did well there i got half of the hard one that's yeah not too bad. yeah that was impressive um, <laughs> But, so something you said there is interesting, because you, well, I've got to expand upon it, because you talked about, you you did uh, some episodes of The Office as part of your um, trivia, and sure. I sh- assume it was The American Office.
1: It was The American. I have not covered uh, the, the UK version yet, but I have seen it.
0: No, that, that's fine. That's, uh, don't worry, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to express any preference for the UK one, because actually, I think I prefer The American one. The UK one is incredibly nihilistic, I feel, and it probably is... I think as a British person, it's probably too real. I think we watch it and we just go, ooh, ooh, I know that feeling. Uh, but it's a perfect introduction into this episode, really, that kind of difference between American and British humour. Oh, look um, at that segue so, there. Oh, you like my segue, thank ooh. you very much. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this podcast, as I said, we're doing it about comedy music, and there is something of a British american comparison going on throughout this so you've you've chosen i've asked you to choose some american comedy songs and i've chosen some british ones this is not a versus scenario i don't want it to seem like that i'm not trying to because i know that a lot of people talk about british humor almost as like a pinnacle i think it gets almost gets put on a pedestal i think sometimes yeah is that is that does that happen in america because from what i hear people talk about british humor i think it can be put on a bit of a pedestal
1: oh man uh that's that's tough. I have heard, you know, uh I, I I guess I've heard it in 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 both aspects. Like if you're describing something, describe it as uh British humor, you can either describe it as Monty Python, which I think hmm. has to have a universal love at this point. I, I, I would uh, hope so. They are they are incredible. Uh, or maybe more like the Office British humor, uh, mm-hmm. which I which is is something that I didn't get as much. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's some comparison there between uh, what they say.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah cool. So uh, what as I said, it's it's not verses, but I thought it would be fun to do a little bit of a comparison. So we. Let's go. You know, let's let's just go straight into the songs. Actually, right. and let's kind of talk about it as we go along. I don't want to introduce it too much because I have a lot of thoughts. I didn't. I want one, one pre. I want to preempt this. I didn't necessarily choose the best of British in a way. Um, as we talked briefly before we started recording, um, I could have chosen Monty Python. I could have chosen. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you know some of these names, Bill Bailey or Billy Connolly. I assume you know Billy Connolly. He's obviously huge. Um, I could have even chosen the Beatles who have a lot of those kind of comedy songs there's so much stuff I could have chosen and quite frankly didn't <laughs> um, I chose some weird stuff so all the songs I chose were l- huge I mean well all the British ones so they were huge they they literally I think one of them got to number one and they all got into the top five I mean they were massive on the charts uh, weirdly I know I could see your, so- your shocked expression um, um, but they were, they were big um I think your shock is turning into confusion, which is appropriate. I I mean, Um, I don't
1: think uh, American comedy songs really make it onto the charts. There was one year when it was monumental and Weird Al had a song mm -hmm. that got on the top charts. Um, It was from his most recent album, but, uh, you know, and that was crazy. You don't see comedy music really in in the top of the charts, I think, too much, or at least played mm -hmm. on the radio but um as you were saying you were going with a less well known stuff that i might not have heard of uh i personally just went for personal favorites things that yes. i think probably most americans have heard of uh might they might not listen to it as much as i do but mm-hmm. it is just things that personally make me laugh
0: yes yeah yeah that's well, that's a good that's a good choice it's it's a sensible thing to do i did <laughs> i did the exact opposite of that um so, so the things I chose were not only maybe not so well known. I think I think they would be quite well known in Britain. But I also chose them because they they kind of represent something weird about what I think British culture is like—the weirder part of it. Um,
1: I only recognized one.
0: Okay, and it also there's a kind of a regional variety to the songs, so we'll get to that in a bit. But you mentioned Weird Owl, and that was your one of your first choices. It you chose Weird Owl. What was it again? I it think was it's called
1: Trash Day. I said, there's so. uh, uh,
0: uh, Trash Day. I, I, yes. So it was a parody of what music? What song was it? A parody? Was it Nelly or something like that? It's not something.
1: Uh, Hot in Here.
0: Hot in here. Who, who's By up Nelly, yep. Yeah, it was Nelly. Oh, thank God. Okay, so so just so you know, mostly I listen to like 60s and 70s, 80s music. And okay. the contemporary music I listen to is quite f- like folk music or a bit of funk. So Nelly, I was going out on a limb there. I'm glad I got it right. But uh-huh. it was Nelly, so it's a parody of that.
1: It's hard. I, I don't think you can mention uh, comedy music in the United States without mentioning Weird Al. You know, I think he was one of the first or at least a lot of people's introduction into comedy music. Mm-hmm. He was certainly mine. I had a cousin that had all the CDs and uh, gave them to me growing up. And uh, that was my first uh, toe dip into comedy music.
0: Yes. I mean, he's a national icon. I mean, he's an international icon, really. He Like, I remember being at school. Um, so I don't know how old you are, but I'm 30. So I remember being about 16, and it kind of predated everyone having, like, iPhones and having all your music on that. And I remember... Um, all the torrenting, uh, what was it back then? It was, like, LimeWire. Yeah. And people passed around, like, uh, you know, their little MP3 players with, you know, maybe 100 songs on, and we would all, like, listen. And there was all, everyone always had, like, a few weird Al tracks. Um, and I, I remember those days fondly. I mean, he's been around forever since... Has he been around since the
1: 80s? He's been around a really long time.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He is. He's an institution in and of himself. And I just got to say, so... This specific track I don't think is one of my favorites. I it's it's good. He's also just a good performer, generally, so that helps. Um and it is a catchy song, but it's not necessarily my personal favourite, but there's a lot
1: of his stuff I really like. So uh there are a couple other weird Al songs that I uh I would have picked. I mean all his stuff is like I think clean lyrically, but uh, Yes it is, yeah. <laughs> maybe uh some of it pokes fun at things that, you know, uh might some people might might find offensive, I guess. Although I think he's yes. I think he's pretty uh treats he's open for everybody.
0: Yes, he's mostly PG, and I think that's he's not PG in a cheesy uh what's the word? Kind of uh vanilla way. He's not, you know, he's, no, not he's really lame. clever. He, yes, he manages to really skirt that line well. And he does a good job of staying genuinely funny whilst being PG and like friendly and nice. In a kind of uh, back to TV shows, Bob's Burgers, I feel is a wholesome, clean cartoon <laughs> and it's not doing that by being lame or bad, it's actually just genuinely quite nice, that's how I feel, I love Bob's Burgers and I think Weird Al, is these a different sense of humour, but similarly appeals to everyone, I kind of appeal to everyone.
1: Um, yeah, yeah uh, There, there is that one there's there's one lyric in this uh, Trash Day song, where it's uh, some Lysol, some Comet, I got them up and it's got your name on it. What? I'm just kidding, doggone <laughs> it! Oh, unless you're gonna do it like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that sticks with me every single time I clean the house. I think of yes. that song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, those are the best songs. When when you find an activity where it just links in strongly with it, um, I, do, I like that. But I was gonna say, so for me, the weird old song that I remember most fondly from you know those days when I was 16, where people had it on their MP3 player, is uh, Amish Paradise." I think for me, that my for me, I think that's my personal favorite. I think that is just brilliant absolutely. absolutely like the tone is spot on it's brilliant musically i mean it's based on a stevie wonder track so of course it's going to be amazing
1: uh i believe uh that's not stevie wonder uh, it's based on a gangster's paradise ah so I, uh...
0: so i'm gonna flex my music knowledge muscles here a little bit uh I actually talked specifically about the Stevie Wonder song that the, the Gangster's Paradise is based on. So it's a sample of and basically a reworking of a Stevie Wonder song from 1960 1976 called uh, Past Time Paradise.
1: Uh I have to listen to this now. There's <laughs> there's no way like Amish Paradise, Gangster's Paradise, they they have they set I mean they're they're the same musically, but uh you know, it doesn't Stevie Wonder I associate more with this like upbeat funk kind of that is not yes. in that music at all. Wow, my mind has just been blown. <laughs> That's the same song. It is. It is indeed. Yes, yeah. I, I this is the same way I felt when I found out that most of Will Smith's greatest hits are also uh taken from other tracks and stuff.
0: Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. This is uh, well, I'm not on that note, you know the uh remember Wild Wild West? Yeah. That's a Stevie Wonder song. Another
1: Stevie Wonder one. Yeah. yeah. From
0: from the same album. I mean, so this is not an episode about Stevie Wonder, but that is one of it's one of the most like sampled in hip hop albums of all time that uh, album that it's from. It's a great album, but this isn't about Stevie Wonder. I talk about him too much already anyway. Um but back to the song. Oh yeah, I love Amish Paradise. I think um Weird Al is brilliant. He's obviously just a great musician as well. I do think for me personally his the polka thing can get a bit much. I don't always like his polka takes on everything. Um, sure, sure. But I, I, I really appreciate his kind of pop culture satires. I think White and Nerdy is also another really, really good one. So the two um, you
1: just named there, I mean, uh, I'm looking at his Spotify top five. Amish Paradise is number one with 21 million, and White and Nerdy is actually number two with 22 million. I don't know why uh, they're switched there, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I think I mean, so.
0: I, th- I think the Spotify charts are kind of like a hot thing. So whatever's being listened to most within the last whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, True, but I mean, I think okay, everybody's
1: so, heard of those songs.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. It turns out I'm good. I'm in good company. That's good. But I, I, there's a lot of good stuff in there. He does a few good uh, Star Wars parodies as well. I think, yeah, he's a good bet. He does some really good stuff. Um, I think he's great, and it's a great song to start with. So, I think we should move on to the next song. I think I'm going to move over, move over the pond to the United Kingdom. We've got to get a bit weird now with this song. So I think the first song on my playlist was uh Combine Harvester by a band called The Wurzels. i got a brand
1: new Combine Harvester and I'll give you the key. Come on now, let's get together in perfect harmony. I oh, got 20 acres. <laughs> and this was... What, this guy, what did you think of this? this was this was a little weird. this was weird. It was definitely a a comedy song. It's not one that I would listen to <sighs> <laughs> um, uh, go I, on, go on man uh so it, it <laughs> the the premise is definitely uh really funny. I think it's more maybe just uh just uh musically this isn't like the the type of music. I would uh, listen to most of the time as well. You're
0: struggling. I can see you're struggling. It's fair. It's fair. It's an odd song.
1: And I will say, this song, along with most of the others you picked, sound like they are in that range that you said earlier. These They sound... Most of them all sound pre-2000s, except this rap song. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this song is from... I think it's from 1976. It's wow. from the mid-70s. It's an old one. Um And... So I just want to ask you, so in terms of the accents that they had, that kind of, where do you, do you have any, I don't know what you, like, so if I heard like a Southern American voice, I could hear it and be like, "Eh, Georgia, Alabama, I don't know, it's all, it's all the same to me. And if I heard like Midwest, you know, I've seen Fargo, so I can kind of be like, oh, Midwest. If I heard a kind of, like New York, I don't know, I'd be like, it's all the Bronx. I don't know, it all sounds the same. But, you know, I have a general picture of "Mm, Californian, you know, but as an American, do you have a good handle on like different British accents?
1: Uh, I do not. I know. Uh, I know. There's, you know. I guess. Uh, I, I guess I would consider yours more normal, or the one I'm familiar with. And then but, Michael Caine's it, a little different.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good. So Michael Caine is what we would call a Cockney. Uh, yes so he's yes, from like london i i think he's pre, probably is literally a cockney from east london i would assume um so technically i'm from the north so when i was growing up i actually had more of an accent like a bit more like Jon snow from uh game of thrones got it but i've moved around a lot and it's softened a lot um and then you have like southern accents are a bit posher um and then obviously you have got scottish accents you have got northern ireland have welsh accents i'm not going to go into all of them but there's a lot right um
1: i'm familiar with those ones but uh as far as maybe just uh just great britain uh localizations i i can't i'm struggling there
0: yeah no that's fine it's just that this song specifically um has a it's sung in a west country accent that's what we call it it's the it's the kind of so it's from the southwest the area actually where i live now i live in bristol and a lot of people have that accent here uh people in the counties next door like somerset cornwall and devon have the same accent. um and nationally it's associated with what we would call country bumpkins um
1: i mean i could kind of tell based on the lyrics
0: (laughs) yes yeah yeah but the accent as well is very i think they probably ham it up a little bit um and it's associated with kind of cider drinking country bumpkins who i mean this song the reason okay so for me, the reason this song is so funny isn't necessarily that it's inherently funny. Um, the story itself isn't, it's not, a, I don't know, the lyrics aren't inherently funny, but to me, it's, and I think for a lot of people, uh, the song is itself a joke. Um, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not, a, they're not a successful comedy band in the same way that Weird Al is a successful comedy artist. Right. We, I think in Britain, we've sent a lot of novelty acts to the, Top of the charts, pretty much. There are a lot of novelty acts that have been massively successful. And it's hard to explain the British propensity for novelty songs. I don't understand it myself as a British person, but we seem to... Every few years, there'll be some novelty song that is actually incredibly annoying, but everyone in the country seems to think it's the funniest thing in the world, and we all buy it. Um, And I feel like this is probably one of them. I wasn't alive in the 70s, so I don't know what, but... It's, it's one of those songs that will it'll occasionally be on the radio And I just can't help but be like, this song It's just funny that it exists I don't know how else to explain it That's um,
1: 100% true And uh, I definitely get that vibe from your other song you picked as well Jilted John uh, You know, for a whole, that whole last minute of the song is uh, Kind of annoying, but still funny
0: <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, let's not preempt ourselves too much But okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a similar vibe It is a similar vibe Um but Sorry, I was just going to say one more thing about the accent. So through some coincidence of, I, I think, Hollywood history, um, early Hollywood films had people with the West Country accent. The West Country accent was used for pirates, and that's why pirates in popular culture speak with a West Country accent. Um, so that's probably the best way to think of it, and it's probably not an, a line you would have immediately drawn the connection with, but really, yeah. the, the common... It's it's a little bit hammed up again for the for the pirate accent, but that's basically what it's based on. And historically, it kind of makes sense because Bristol was a kind of maritime city, and lots of pirates would have come from here. And you know, they're it has that kind of history. Um, I mean, you that's say the best it, way to and I it. can
1: I can connect them now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's a it's weird, isn't it? It's an odd one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So I'm going
0: to. I'm just going to what? I'm not going to ask you to rate the song, but where you're not too keen, but. Thumbs up or a thumbs down? That's,
1: uh, thumbs be up almost, or a thumbs brutal. down? Uh, yeah. Oof. Thumbs up or a thumbs down? Uh, I guess I'd have... I guess this one's a thumbs down for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That, and I think this is this is kind of why I chose these songs, because I think every person in Britain would say, yeah, yeah, it's a thumbs down. But it's such a
1: thumbs down that it can't be anything other than a thumbs up. I think this is this is movies then like... Uh, I don't know, like almost the new Fast and Furious movies are these like uh, action movies that are just like over the top, almost the straight to DVD stuff that is just yes, so yeah. bad it's funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad analogy. It's it's somewhere around that. But it's strange that, yeah, I, I don't know. It's strange. There's, there's just a weird British tradition of this. You know, even go, like, as I said, the Beatles. So a lot of their music came from Music Hall, which is um, this kind of annoying genre quite frankly but it was it was quite popular like pre-popular music um and it's it's always had this kind of comedy angle and you see in monty python a lot actually a similar sort of tongue-in-cheek self-deprecating irony but it's hard to pin down i don't know i I really don't know what i'm saying here it's really hard for me to explain to a non-brit why anyone would find this funny because it's by all accounts it's a stupid and quite terrible song um,
1: Using that movie analogy, though, I totally get it. Like, if yeah, like that great, makes sense great. to me.
0: <laughs> great, we don't. I don't need to waste any more time trying to justify my national sense of humor here. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll move on to the next song. Which All right, so look, if we do it in order, it was Bad Lip Reading.
1: Uh, yeah, the next one I had was Bad Lip Reading, which is a YouTube channel, not really an artist, but uh, you know something that again somebody showed me a long time ago. Mm-hmm um uh they have great stuff and i think he's really talented you know the stuff he says actually looks like the stuff that's coming out of their mouths um i think it's really impressive Uh, very talented people very funny um but he he does he has a handful of songs on there too and this uh michael buble russian unicorn song (laughs) somebody showed me and uh i was just like wow this is crazy (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. It's great. So I remember seeing the first few videos, eight, well, maybe not the first videos he ever did, but when he first got big in like, I don't know, maybe 2011, 2010-ish maybe. And he did like the uh that year's uh presidential candidates and he did like bad lip reading of them. Oh my god. So gosh. I remember the Yeah. I think this was before he started doing the music stuff so much and He's kind of moved away from strictly doing the bad lip reading. He uses like less and less of the mouth reading itself and has just now started constructing amazing, hilarious songs around it. But even when he was just doing the bad lip reading, there's some great stuff. I remember the uh, was it Game of Thrones, I think was one of them. He's Um, done everything, man. (laughs) Oh, just the Game of Thrones one for me was particularly funny because it it just kind of sets it up that it's like a Renaissance fair. Uh, and these people are all just kind of petty and bickering. But oh, I, I mean, I do. I love this guy's work. It's so funny. I haven't um, seen that
1: one. I'll have to check that one out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Um, And I really love the Star Wars songs. The, uh, the Seagull? The Stop Seagull it one? Now, one. I, oh, God. It's so... I mean, so my, my nep- I have two nephews. And so they're about 13 now. But when that came out, they listened to that all the time. And my sister, they, their mum... Was getting a bit annoyed because I would just encourage that behavior because I I genuinely I I was obsessed with that song as well. I just thought it was the funniest thing. It's brilliant.
1: That little this guy, Yoda I mean, chorus of like,
0: <laughs> yes, ah, yeah,
1: like it's <laughs> it's just funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like uh, this one, this one doesn't do any less well. It's brilliant, just as brilliant as all the others. It's great and it's probably a little bit less meme-y and it's probably been a less less of a big one because Star Wars is just going to always pull in those listeners. But um, it's great. I mean, it's just the effort and the skill that goes behind each one. I th- I think is just it kind of blows my mind that this is what this guy's skill set has now become that yeah. he can do this. It's it's brilliant. I it's it's so good. I'm glad you chose it actually because I kind of forgot that it was in the realm of comedy music. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I remember watching that and and laughing and uh. I, I think he's just like so talented. And then watching the original music video, which I believe is I just haven't met you yet. Right. I didn't. Um, and then oh, I
0: do know the song, but I didn't know it was that one.
1: And then comparing it to that, totally different musically, and uh, yes. you know, lyrics yeah. just off the wall, and uh, yeah. I love it.
0: It's it's great, and it, yeah. So there's, I I don't I don't want to. I'm pu- I'm trying to kind of like link these in with like national personalities, if you know what I mean. So okay. bear with me, and I think Brit. So as a Brit, seeing a lot of big American comedy, I think. Americans are probably a bigger fan of kind of, and I don't say this, I'm not saying this disparagingly, kind of goofy nonsense.
1: I was actually going to say that too. Now, uh, now these songs, <laughs> personally to me, I love because I'm a fan of just uh, goofy, si- silly, dumb yes. stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's really my wheelhouse. And uh, yeah, yeah. The, all, I think all these songs are a lot of that
0: yes yeah, yeah yeah and there's absolutely i mean i love them as well as i said and there's nothing wrong with that but i i think it's a, I just want to make sure i'm not saying it disparagingly because when i say goofy nonsense it sounds like an insult but it's
1: really not meant that way um but it is different than monty python's like always look on the bright side of life you know uh yes. yeah yeah that uh, another great song comedy just when you imagine that whole scene in the life of brian uh, mm-hmm. Where they're all singing this as they're getting <laughs> as they're getting crucified or something. You have to see this movie if you haven't. But uh, yeah, but yeah. it is a different type of humor than that for sure.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I don't I don't want to try too hard to link it in, but I do find it's weird that because when I was explaining why the Wurzels is funny, <laughs> I think there's something inherently about British people laughing at ourselves, I don't know. It's almost like we're a bit. I think it's easy to perceive the British personality in that respect being a bit depressive or a bit mopey, but we all—it's almost this like sarcasm, sarcasm directed at ourselves. I don't know how else to explain it. Like it's, the, it's as we said before, there's a difference between the UK office and the American office. And for me, I actually prefer the American one because the UK one is probably just a bit too real for me. It feels uncomfortable in a way that, oh, I kind of—I know what that feels like to be in that kind of office. It's just not nice. Um, and I think, yeah, we'll move on. But I don't want to go on it for too long, but I think American humor can be a bit more optimistic, is probably how I would sum it up.
1: Okay. I, I did recently read a book on The Office, too. And uh, they did feel like they had to change the David Brent, Michael Scott character, just mm-hmm. because they felt, I think, like what you were saying in the, uh, in the UK version, uh, there's almost no redeeming qualities about him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, you don't, you don't, uh, you're not his biggest fan. I think it's fair exactly. to say. Whereas they did try and uh, they had to make Michael Scott uh, give him lovable, uh, redeemable, you know, uh, characteristics that you could root for as well. And I think that's that did a 180 on the show.
0: Yes, yeah, 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 for sure. And it's it's interesting specifically about The Office that if I go on Reddit and I, I read a lot of you know, if if you go into like the uh, the Office subreddit people will be talking about oh actually jim and pam actually aren't that nice and i feel like it's mainly americans who that makes it makes them a bit uncomfortable to have like these protagonists who are not very likable um whereas british people like i'm not i'm generally not trying to be superior here because again i i prefer the american one but british people seem almost masochistically comfortable with leading protagonists who are actually not very likable um it's i don't i don't know if you've notice some similar if you think i'm off base here but that's that's something i notice that americans can be quite uncomfortable with
1: uh protagonists
0: who are actually not great
1: man uh, i mean i'm i'm okay with that for the most part i mean uh, you like rick
0: the, and morty and rick is uh, not a good person <laughs> sure
1: sure uh i i think it uh other than that example i think like i can think of that maybe in like darker movies i've seen that are like uh you know, a little more serious and, uh, a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't have redeeming qualities and like, uh, that, that I'm okay with, I guess I'm having a harder time thinking of examples of that in comedy. But, uh, I personally always thought Jim and Pam were great.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're just normal people. There's a few bits where you think, oh, that's a bit weird, but I don't think it's anything outside of normal human behavior. And I think the baseline in the show, like, you know, Dwight, who is not a normal human by any standard, um, and a few other insane people, I mean creed was always always my favorite I think creed, I love is, creed. Un, unbelievable on the subject of comedy music, I went to see see Creed. was it the year before last he came to Bristol and uh, he's his- he's great, he's really charismatic, he's great with the audience, and he's really funny, and he has all these songs that he injects this humor into it was a brilliant performance genuinely. he's a great wow. musician as well
1: i would um, I'm going to have to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really recommend it. Just look it up on uh, YouTube. It's, it's all there. But we should move on to the next song. Next song. The next song. Which was... I can't even remember what it was.
1: Was this one Jilted John?
0: I think it was Jilted John. Yes. On to Jilted John then. I know he's a moron.
1: Gordon is a moron. Is a moron.
0: I'll let you go first. Thoughts. You said you've heard this before,
1: actually. I have heard this before. Uh, I have been uh, to Ormskirk Uh, when i uh, did a study abroad experience and i came across this song someone showed this song to me and uh yeah i thought it was pretty funny i I like this song this is Mm. this is a thumbs up for me
0: woo yes (laughs) (laughs) so how did when you were introduced to it how was it like framed how did they introduce were they like oh this is a great song or did they say oh you'll find this hilarious I'm, i'm quite curious how they framed it
1: uh, it had to be the hilarious one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just just uh, the the tone. You know, it's not it's not pleasant on the ears. You know, uh, yes, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a guy whining the whole time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You talk, again, so this was another song that got into the top, certainly the top ten. I think it got to like number five or something no in way. 1978, 1979. It did really well. He's a bit of a one hit. Wonder, but he was like a comedy act anyway. Um, and again, this song is a bit of a meme. It's it's just it's very silly. Um, it's not good music, really. It's very sloppy punk. Um, it's ridiculous. The singing is terrible. It, the, the vocals are actually double tracked, and he manages to be out of tune in two different ways on each track, which is a magnificent achievement. And it's it's really <laughs> it's really quite dreadful by all accounts, and yet. A lot of people, myself included, and it sounds like you really enjoy the song. Um,
1: <laughs> just uh, this guy's whole debacle and you know, uh, insulting his ex-girlfriend, insulting the guy she's with now, like yes, you know, yeah. uh, we've seen this premise before on other comedy shows and stuff. Like it's, <laughs> it's just Guess funny. So, yeah.
0: And again, it is kind of he's he's sort of Michael Scotty, isn't he? Actually, he is. He's that kind of pathetic, whiny, self-centered. He's not exactly, but you know, he's similarly an unlikable protagonist. He's not as lovable as what Michael Scott becomes, but he is, again, I I can't help but kind of come back to my theory that British people love a terrible protagonist, and he is the protagonist of this song, and he's actually thoroughly unlikable. He's deeply misogynistic, homophobic, um, insecure, pathetic. Uh, he can't sing. <laughs> what else is there to do it? Um for some reason, British people, we seem to love it. I don't know why. I don't know what it says about us. We, we genuinely, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I think it's...
1: <laughs> it is I can't really funny. To explain.
0: Yeah, it, it is. I'm, I'm glad you like it. Um, I honestly don't know much else that he's done. I think he tried to follow it up with... Like another hit that was similarly themed, but I've not even listened to it, so
1: there's not much I can say about it. But right, I have a hard time imagining the rest of his songs are uh, as whiny as that. I I hope they're not, but uh, I couldn't listened to a whole album of that. But uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I I got a kick out of it, and uh, you know, maybe it, it, it that could be framed in a way where you root for him more. Maybe if he was a better singer or was saying better things or wasn't as insulting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, he uh he doesn't paint himself as a as a great guy either.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually thinking I was I was re-listening to the both playlists uh yesterday and today. And I thought actually this song is something of a it's like an incel anthem. And I don't know if anyone who's listening is aware of incels, the kind of involuntary celibate is is the term. But basically unpleasantly misogynistic men who don't have relationships or something. I don't know how to sum up that sub-community, but basically not nice people. And he has that vibe. He's he's kind of the original incel, I feel. <laughs> Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I could see that. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it sounds like this one's a thumbs up because I'm happy. That's excellent. I love it. Uh, I do like this one. I do think I like this one more than The Wurzels. The Wurzels is a bit more of just a kind of meme and just like how did they how did they buy it so much in the 70s what what happened you know what was wrong with people back then
1: <laughs> although I have to say like this this one also I think falls under the uh, premise of so bad it's good uh, yeah oh
0: yes yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah uh, not your um, next
1: two though but uh
0: yes yeah yeah we'll get <laughs> on to them but I think we're ready now to move on to your third one which All right, was... my next
1: one was the lonely island and uh threw it to the ground Uh
0: I'm just, I'm just going to get I, I think this one hits the spot a little bit less for me. I've seen some other Lonely Island stuff, and I've never been quite sure about them. I think some of their others are maybe a bit better, but it's an interesting one. I don't know what doesn't hit the right spot for me. I think it, it is almost too obvious about the punchline. I don't know. It's, it's still good. I do like it, but it's just, I don't know. Do you know what I mean, though? It's a bit too on the nose with the punchline, right, maybe. I, I don't know.
1: Exactly what you mean. Maybe some other songs I would have picked if I wasn't a teacher again. Yes, I know know the ones you mean. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I will say this combined with that last video to Bad Lip Reading, um, the reason I, you sent me a a Spotify link with a playlist of your songs and uh, I kind of sent you YouTube links. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason I did that too was I think a lot of what adds to these songs are the videos. Um, Mm -hmm. Just watching this, ridiculousness unfold bad lip reading obviously matching the words to the uh to the lyrics yeah. as well yeah, yeah but uh with this one just the faces he makes and all this stuff as well uh uh happy birthday to the ground is one of my favorite lines uh, okay yeah, and yeah. uh i'm an adult <laughs> like i i've said that before you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah 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 You yeah, know, i do agree and uh, it's interesting because it, it's not it's not a contender for it for the charts whatsoever that song and yet there's some it's it's still very commercial and there's a lot of money behind it. it it's one of those songs that really underlines to me like the difference between like a big american act that isn't getting into the charts necessarily and british comedy acts like british things sorry american productions generally on so much a higher scale in terms of You know, who's in it? Like, all these celebrities are in it, the the production values. Was it a Saturday Night Live uh, piece originally? Yeah. I mean, I know that that's an absolute institution, like an iconic institution in America. Um, We don't quite have something like that. Like, our comedic institutions, we have a few panel shows and maybe a few other things, but we don't have, like, that kind of Saturday Night Live. Is it weekly Saturday Night Live? Yes. We don't have that kind of weekly comedy... I don't know what you call it, program that is there constantly week to week and has been for the last 40 odd years or something, 50 yeah. years maybe. Um, it's just, yeah, that, that difference to me was really quite interesting. I don't necessarily have anything insightful to say about it. Um,
1: uh, no, I just it's, it's think, it's very... a, I, I think it's funny. Uh, again, it's yeah, one yeah. of those silly, goofy uh, things. And despite it not maybe being one of their best songs, uh, I, I agree with you there. But even on YouTube, as I'm looking up their most popular videos, this one fell in the top ten. You know, oh, really? and, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I do. Uh, I do enjoy this song, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just realized I've not been giving my thumbs for the previous two ones, So ones. I'm going to do it because you, you. I, I made you do it. It's only fair that I do it. So All I would right. give the weird owl a thumbs up. I would definitely give bad lip reading two thumbs up. In fact, I'm <laughs> going to cheat because I, I like it so much. I think this one, if I could, I would give it a kind of middle thumb. But if I'm going to be harsh, I think I'm going to get a bit of thumbs down. But I think it's just partly because the standard set by the previous two are pretty high. Oh, okay, wow. Um,
1: well, I know the, the next one's a thumbs up for you, so.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, we'll get onto this. The next one is going to be great when we get there. Um. So the next one on my playlist was okay. So this is a little little band called Goldie Looking Chain, who had a again this was a huge hit single. Um. Called "Guns Don't Kill People," and I can't remember what it was. It was like the mid-noughties, I think it was mid-to-late noughties. <laughs> 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 <don't
1: kill>
0: <laughs> but as an American, I'm curious, like, because you're kind of—it's kind of American culture taken on by someone else and reflected back at you. So, I wonder how it feels to an American to hear this.
1: Oh, interesting. I don't know if I uh, totally got that uh, premise from it. This, uh, so again, like how I sent you my videos, I looked for videos for all of yours. This is the only video. This is the only one of yours that had an accompanying music video, which yes, again yeah. I think uh, think a- think added to the to the comedy and stuff. Um, I was just going going on a tangent there. Uh, another comedy artist I like a lot is Lil Dicky, and yeah.
0: you you mentioned that one previously. I don't think I've heard of him other than one or two songs that I heard
1: something to check there. out. Uh, but I remember someone showing me one of his songs and uh, I didn't really get it. But it was when I watched the music video with it, I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like this is ridiculous, you know? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I end up liking that a lot. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if I got the whole reflecting on American culture. If I'm going to go get sidetracked again, this is what I heard. Got the idea for size song gong uh Gangam style okay yeah yeah i heard someone told me that was making fun of american music slash american music videos and oh uh, okay i i don't know if that's true or not but i will say i love it and there's a reason yes. that that was the first video ever on youtube to get over a billion views no less yes. two billion views
0: it's yeah yeah, yeah.
1: it's amazing <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah 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 true so i guess it's just cuz it's it's a, it's a rap song this one isn't it the goldie looking chain song so and that's it's a very american genre um and it's kind of so again this is a question of like british regional identity so they're they're from south wales um the band um and south wales is i think it's probably fair to say it's about as far away from like gangster rap as one could imagine um it's very I mean, it's quite an economically deprived these days, um, but even historically, you know, it's a it lot of mining communities and the Welsh accent is, it's probably the thing that I would specifically say is as far away from gangster rap as you could imagine. It's a very sing song accent. It's a very nice accent um, and they don't, they sing in it a bit, but I, w- I wonder if you picked up on anything when you were watching the video, like how would you describe the vibe? I guess it's very, I don't know. I don't know if it's too general vague a question, but oh, I mean, it has it a very,
1: there. uh, 90s video vibe is what I got. Like, mm-hmm. uh, if I, if I were to relate the style to something else, um, I don't know. That's, uh, that's most I can say about the video vibe. I mean, I liked the course of the song too. Like sound of the police. Woo. Woo.
0: Woo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the reason I ask, because to me, watching it, it's really obvious. Um, it's not necessarily a South Wales thing, but it, it's a perfect... Rep- the music video is a perfect representation of a kind of small town in Britain. Um, they're kind of, like, going around their small town, and they're very kind of... It has a very Ali G vibe, if you've seen Ali G. I have not. Okay, so it's Sasha Byron Cohen playing, like um he's just playing like a wannabe gangster but he's actually just a bit pathetic uh and a bit of a loser and that's kind of the characters they're playing in this um mm. they're playing like these gangster rappers from south wales who you know uh, i think at the end of the video they get arrested and one of them goes i love you mom yeah i love you dad <laughs> and it's just it's just <laughs> kind of yeah they're a bit pathetic but um it, they play the characters so well um And again, so this album was huge, uh, and this song was huge. I remember this was all over the place when it came out for a long time. Wow. Um, And I think what I was saying before about it being a send-up, or almost like American culture reflected back out again, um, it's kind of, it's almost like a reductio ad absurdum of the idea of like, you know, rap is bad for you, and rap creates violence, and all these kind of things, and... And they're just trying to play these kind of... again. It's very Ali which is not necessarily a reference you're getting because you say you've not seen it, but it's very... Yeah, these people trying to be wannabes and just... It's a send-up of that idea because, you know, it's a parody act, but they're genuinely into and interested in rap music and I think they were genuinely, you know, genuine rappers in a way, but they just kind of turned it to parody. Um, And I don't know, it's just kind of this weird, like, satirical ridiculousness that I always quite like in it. Um, it's a strange song, admittedly. I, I, I do really like it. Um, yep.
1: Yep. I, uh, uh, that, uh, that's a thumbs up for me.
0: Oh, good. Excellent. As you, oh, sorry. One last analogy. I would say, have you seen trailer park boys?
1: I have not. It's on my list though.
0: I, I'm trying to think of that. You must in America, you must have some kind of uh cultural reference for, you know, like a comedy about small time, small town kind of wannabes or something like that who are a bit hapless or something um
1: i mean i we have we have to uh i'm blanking off the top it's of my almost head. To be
0: honest, it's the a close analogy is almost like rednecks i guess because um so have you heard the term chav
1: no the one i'm not there's familiar a, a, with
0: it's a british term it's quite disparaging similar to like redneck it's about like lower economically like lower economic class people who live in cities and there's you know stereotypically like deal drugs or drink on the streets and these kind of things or poorly educated you know it's, it's a disparaging term but i think it's kind of it's kind of what it's not satirizing but you know, it's kind of about that. So it's the probably the closest thing is kind of that redneck kind of, you know, poor white working class kind of thing. Uh, but obviously, rednecks are a bit rural, whereas chavs is kind of more of a urban stereotype. Um, that's probably the closest.
1: I don't know if I got that from the music video. I mean, they seem to, uh, you know, they they uh, portray themselves as more well off. I guess they're wearing uh, nice clothes and stuff. And
0: uh... yes, but I guess, I guess again, that's kind of the send up of. Like hip hop culture in a way that you know it's all about. Well, it's not all about, but to some extent, it's about or has been. You know, especially in like nineties and early noughties, hip hop and R and B. You know, there's lots of like showing bling, and right. the, it's kind of satirizing that to some extent. But it's also, I think, it's probably one of those things you have to be British, um, and it's similar to Ali G. And again, sorry, you don't, you've not seen it, um, but it is that kind of like satire on like chav wannabes um, who are trying to be gangster rap. Um, but yeah, I mean. At least you gave it a thumbs up. You don't need to get all that to like it. Um, right. But yeah, you still got it. That's good. That's I mean, good. you, you I still, could I, tell they were being
1: funny. You know, you could tell what they were wearing is, you know, what you would have to wear if you're making a rap video or something. Or, yes. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, That's that's a good way to put it, actually. It's kind of like they're wearing what? Yeah. You, you nailed it. You explained it better than my rambling could. <laughs> We've got the um, last American song here.
1: Last American song is Tenacious D's uh, tribute song, which again... Uh, was shown to me with the video, uh, which I think just uh, just added to its gloriousness. So
0: before we started recording, I said briefly to you, and you laughed, um, and I, I, I'm aware of the ridiculousness to some extent of this statement I'm about to make. But Tenacious D's debut album for me is Yeah, you know, what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go straight for it. I think it is the closest thing to a perfect album that has ever been made. Genuinely so the, so firstly, there's no such thing as a perfect wow. album. It doesn't exist. You know, everyone's like, oh, Rumours is a great album, or like Sgt. Pepper's Dark Side of the Moon. They're good albums, they're great albums, but they're not perfect. There's something that ruins it. Tenacious D, that first album, I think for me, that, it, it beats the, all the rest. It genuinely, it's an album I can always come back to because it's, it's genuinely funny. It's brilliant music. Jack Black can really, I mean, he can sing so well. Kyle Gass is a genuinely very good guitar player. I think it's got Dave Grohl in a few spots on that album. He, he makes an appearance in this music video for Tribute. Um, you know, I shouldn't wax lyrical too much about it. We should talk specifically about this song. But I generally do. I, I love it. I think it's a great album. It's a great song. So the song itself, I'll, you go on. What do you love about it? Because I, I mean, love a lot about it.
1: Uh, I, I, I have not listened to a lot of Tenacious D. This is really the only song I'm super familiar with and uh, mm-hmm. can sing all the time. Uh, just the whole premise of coming up with the perfect song and then forgetting it, and then this song is just a tribute to that song, uh, is just utterly ridiculous. And this whole thing about fighting the devil—it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, it just gets me. Uh, that part in the music video where you know he says, "Are you angels?" and we are but men, rock, <laughs> and then
0: they, they they tear off their shirts and. Like,
1: they got this white out. light behind them, like they're yes, heavenly
0: yeah, yeah. beings, and oh, uh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, I think it's brilliant, and you know, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean about them, but they 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 must be aware of it. It's part of their shtick, but it makes it even funnier that they're so talented and they're just kind of like middle weight, mid, sorry, overweight middle aged dudes. Um, do you know what I mean? That that is part of what makes it so funny. But there's, I mean, gen- Jack Black is an unbelievably good singer. It's almost ridiculous how well he can sing. Really talented um, guy. He's super. I, know, I, th- I think he's funny. He's one of those people. Like I just, I just find him in- inherently funny. Um, and I know there's certain personalities who I find super funny that other people just find annoying. I mean, like Will Ferrell. He's funny. I just find him funny. A lot Same. of people find him annoying. I think he's great. I loved Robin Williams again. Just that energy. I, I loved him. Um, and yeah, Jack Black. He's just. He just seems like such a cool guy. I and I, I love this song. Um, so what I would specifically say about this song, obviously it's just great, it's it's brilliant anyway, but it's a it's a really good kind of satirical take on rock music generally, um, not only in the obvious ways, you know, it's it's a melodramatic take on that kind of like seventies rock thing, but specifically I always thought, now I'll get my tinfoil hat out here, um, I think it is specifically about the song Stairway to Heaven because interesting. Sorry, you go on. You're going to say
1: something. uh, I know you said uh, before it too, you were into a lot of sixties to eighties. I think uh, rock stuff. And that's honestly a genre or a couple of decades there that I just like skipped over. I I am not very familiar with ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Mm. Uh, Not, uh, not really in my uh, expertise. That's fine.
0: That's fine. But for me, I, I, I think it's a, I don't think it's, you know, it's not, really about any song in particular but it feels like it does take influence so A, it's from the same in the same key it has a similar kind of structure of the kind of acoustic intro, gets heavier guitar solo, outro it's similarly about like ridiculous mystical nonsense that Led Zeppelin always sang about um, it has similar kind of chord movements throughout it, and again this is kind of vague in general, but I, and I know for a fact they're huge fans of Led Zeppelin, like massive fans, so I'll probably take half of my tinfoil cap off and say it's not directly about led zeppelin but about stairway to heaven but i think there's a strong connection there that it's kind of in a way stairway to heaven is like the most iconic hard rock song of the 70s um and i think you can't help but send it up a little bit in a in a loving way like they obviously love this music whilst also parodying it which i think is just for me i i love that tone I, i i really do um I don't know, there's almost nothing else to say other than, like, it's one of those songs that it's awesome in the literal sense, like it instills awe in me Like when I watch this video, because it is so genuinely, ridiculously funny but so well written and performed that every time
1: I listen to it, it just floors
0: me it really does Um,
1: It's really funny, it's really easy just to like, sing at the top of your lungs in the shower, in the car or something like, uh, you can belt this song and just have a good time with it
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um I w I would recommend listening to the rest of the album then. I mean I have to this now. is this is the PG song. This is the PG song. As as Wonder Boy is quite PG as well, but some of the some of the songs in the album are most definitely not PG at all. Um and so as I said before, it's the closest thing to a perfect album. I, I do maintain that. Um there's a few there's maybe only one song in there which is a little bit weaker, but the rest of the material is so much of it and it's so good. I mean, There's like uh, the little sketches in there as well.
1: If I'm, if I'm looking at their Spotify uh, list of songs here, Tribute is their most popular one with almost 120 million plays. Oh, and wow. the next thing that comes close is this other song here that I'm not familiar with called a Kickapoo with 60 million. Half okay, that. I think that's off their second album, that one.
0: Or but third uh, album, maybe. But yeah. I mean,
1: this people know this Tribute song, you know, and it's, it's, it has mi- 120 million views for a reason.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. I I totally agree. I mean, I think I think we need to stop talking about it because I will just go on and on. I really do. <laughs> Get to your it's, last it's song quite, here. <sighs> I was just going to say. So it's it one last point. It's quite old now. So when did this come out? Like maybe two thousand and one or something like that. Well, I feel like it was
1: like two thousand one is correct.
0: Yeah. So I was I was like ten or eleven, uh, and I. I don't think I heard it for the like this and the whole album from until maybe a couple years later, which was still way beyond what I should have been listening to as a twelve year old because some of the album is incredibly X-rated. Um but you know what? I it's just it's really good. I have so many good rem- memories of like listening to this at school on again, someone's an MP3 player or being at someone's house for a house party and someone getting an acoustic guitar. It's one of those songs that like, you can play it any it's quite easy to play. You can just play it and everyone sings along. There's so many good memories for me with this song. I, I think it's great. Yeah. I really do. But sorry. I should stop talking about tenacious D because I'll just go on. Give it a two thumbs up then. Oh, I'll get a three. I'll get <laughs> my toes, my big toes, everything in there—it's great. I, I really love it. I'm just a bit conscious that we're we're kind of running out of time at this point. So I think, to be fair to you, we should probably do your final song, which wasn't an American song, but we can talk about it a bit generally. It's got a nice connection to kind of British and a american humor because it's a little bit different
1: all right i, I was gonna say i was really looking for forward... that stan rogers song uh halfway through i'm like i'm wondering what is this and by the last half i was this this is amazing like i love this now
0: uh that's... i'm glad i'm glad you like it but you know what uh i'll just sign post people towards it you should everyone should listen to the the wood bridge dog disaster by stan rogers anyone who listens to this podcast hears me go on about stan rogers all the time uh, but that is it's it's probably his funniest song. He doesn't really have very many funny songs. He's kind of like a, a sea shanty guy and they're quite serious songs about like ships sinking and people drowning. <laughs> but this song is hilarious, it's brilliant. But um thumbs I don't up for me on that to, one. That was a oh, great. great song. I'm, I'm glad yeah, I'm glad we covered it a little bit then. We've got the thumbs up, that's great. Um, but you suggested uh Flight of the Concords, who are a Kiwi com- comedy band.
1: Um and uh yeah I, again this started as a music video thing for me uh someone suggested this in high school um was like hey check out this song this video and uh my the song i put in here was most beautiful girl in the room and again just, just like it's just a uh, just ridiculous you know uh you could be a part time model you know yes and, uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the first songs that i learned how to play on my ukulele um was, wasn't a big fan of the show uh i d- couldn't get into most of just the regular comedy scenes there maybe i need to try it again but the music mm-hmm. i am in love with and they will always yes. be one of my favorite <laughs> bands i saw them live two or three times and it's my oh, favorite great. thing
0: yeah, yeah yeah oh wow that's awesome Yes, I I've not watched tons of their stuff actually. Um but what I've watched, I've liked. It's just one of those things I never got into more for some reason. Um But I, I really like them and I So I have a I have a one Kiwi friend and I don't know much about like New Zealand culture generally, but I feel like having watched a few like New Zealand films and there's something like quite quirky about their sense of humor. It's got that kind of it's slightly British in the self-deprecating thing, but it's also there's a very distinctive Kiwi sense of humor that I, I I struggle to put my finger on, but I really like it. I re I really think there's a kind of quirky, I don't know, just really human element to humor as well.
1: Uh, I I'm not familiar with a ton of their stuff. Um, I know I know I've seen one or two. I I, I don't know if there be the indie New Zealand films, but uh, and and I remember not being a, a crazy big fan of that. But I know you know there's this uh taiki um and again i remember seeing his original movie uh what we do in the shadows and maybe not being like the biggest fan of that i do like the tv show a lot and i know he okay, directed yep. thor 3 and i was a big fan of that and i mm-hmm. haven't seen jojo rabbit yet
0: but um oh that's a, that's a great film
1: I, I i mean i loved it i thought that was brilliant i, I, I have it. to see it but uh maybe i'm not like familiar with a ton of their stuff and, and you know maybe it was the same way with. Uh, but I felt like with this British humor as well. Like, you know, we have Monty Python and we have uh that office, two two humorous things just different kinds, you know. So maybe yes. I just need to find that other kind of New Zealand yes. humor there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So again, I I don't know how to sum it up because i again I'm not super aware of much New Zealand comedy, but what I've seen I've really liked. Um and what? I do I think you know, Flight of the Concords. Ah, one of the biggest kind of Kiwi internationally kind of comedy acts. They're um, the only
1: thing from New Zealand that I am aware of, other than Lord of the Rings.
0: Yes, no, it's true. I was going to say Lord of the Rings, which is of, has a bit of comedy in it, maybe, but obviously it's not a comedy film, right, um, right, right. Yeah, 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 but um, yeah. So I, I like that. It's kind of a. It's almost like a. What would I say? This song is um, this uh like the concourse song. It's kind of a ukulele quirky funk song.
1: Oh, it's man. quite
0: funky. There's a funk element to the song, isn't there?
1: A, a little bit. I, I think I would. I think most of their music has a little bit of most of that like folk genre in it as well. Yes. But definitely some of that uh self-deprecating or uh you know I, maybe he doesn't think he's all that or you know just these lyrics like looking around the room. I can tell that you are the most beautiful girl in the room you know like yeah yeah <laughs> you're expecting like in the world or something but no just uh yes yeah. in the room and uh yeah, yeah yeah there's um there's
0: like a real awkwardness to it like they're kind of aware of how awkward they are as people, true. and they've really like they've kind of gone with that forward that's what they're taking forward they're like you know i'm awkward i'm gonna own it um and i think to me that is the kind of strongest connection with that british humor because again like british humor we have so many have you ever seen peep show
1: no no, I haven't. I've so, seen it advertised. I haven't seen it yet. So, was there? A, I
0: wonder if there's an American. I feel like there probably was an American attempt at it, but um, the the British. What was I saying? Yeah, the British Peep Show is genuinely brilliant. Um, it's. I think the British Peep Show. I keep saying the British one. I think there's an American Peep Show that they tried to copy, but Peep not Show. That I'm aware of. Peep Show is, kind of epitomizes British sense of not having a very nice protagonist. Um... There's two protagonists, and neither of them are likable at all. And I think they actually just get worse and worse. It's a bit like "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," but a bit more realistic. <laughs> a little bit more because re- "It's Always Sunny" is very. I mean, they're. I mean, they're like literally narcissists, potential like rapists. I don't know what Dennis is. He's awful. You know what I mean? They're awful in a way, but like Peep Show is. Peep Show is a bit more real, and that's kind of what really makes it awkward. Do you know what I mean? It, it really. It's cringe humor. It's trying to make you feel uncomfortable. And it, I don't know, I struggled with it at first. I genuinely did, but uh, I think it's brilliant. And I do feel there's a little bit of that in the flight of, flight of the Concords, but it's a bit more nice. It's it's more human, a bit more sympathetic, if that makes sense.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think uh, anything from play of the Concords is, uh, you know, a uh, uh, mean. you know, kind of like It's Always Sunny is, where it's also utterly ridiculous and, uh, you mm-hmm. know... I always get a laugh out of that. Um, I know a lot of people I've heard mention another show called shameless, which I think is also oh. about bad people, but I think that might have a little more of a real aspect to it. I haven't seen it,
0: but so I've, I've not actually seen that is something I do know. There was an American version of wasn't there actually. I think even that one's quite well liked. I don't know much about, I've never not seen it either, but my, my partner she's actually started watching shameless, um, recently. And she seems to, she seems to quite like it. Um, I see I, I'm quite often slow on the uptake with these things. I'm usually like, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite stubborn with starting a new TV series. Like Breaking Bad, I love, I think is brilliant. But it took me ages to even watch the first episode. I was like, oh, I don't know. I, but I pers- think it's because I'm obsessive.
1: If I start watching it, I will not finish until I've got all the way through. I, I'm also a binger. But I also, you know, I feel like there's enough right now that I'm currently keeping up with that, you know, if nothing that I'm keeping up with is on right now, I want to watch a show that has been finished or cancelled, so I can just binge through it, check it off the list, move on to the next one or something. I, I don't want
0: yes, yeah. another
1: show that I have to keep up yes, with.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm not going to give you any more recommendations then, because I'd said peep show, and if you've already got too much on your plate, you don't need more things to come. up Oh, um, I'll, I'll add it to the list though, uh, <laughs> to get to eventually,
1: but uh, I don't know if I'll start it right now. Right now I'm uh, in the middle of a couple things. So
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair enough. Um, but you know, I think we've we got through it quite nicely there. I think we need to wrap up now though, cause um, I don't want to go on too long. Cause I, I am, I definitely have a tendency, you can probably tell to just go on and on. And I am really, I need to get in the habit of curtailing myself. Um, so, whew, that's, that's a nice place to kind of tie a ribbon on it, I think. There we um, go. But I think we, yeah, there's some good music in there. Um, I don't think any of it was particularly new to me. Some of it was a bit new. Um, sounds like a, quite a bit of it was new to you. Yes. But um, some really good stuff in there. And musical comedy to sum it up i do feel it can be really quite bad it can kind of descend into just not very good but there's so much good stuff out there that i don't know i for me i just it's the perfect combination of two things i really love i love music and who doesn't love comedy you'd have to be evil to not love comedy and to combine the two can just be one of the best things ever
1: yeah for the for people that have to like listen to their uh like music on their way to work or a way home or something and need a to let loose or something. I don't know. The, this comedy stuff that it can just be ridiculous and fun, I think is a good way to get you out of any funk and just, uh, just a, yeah, just a yeah. blast. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to sum it up. And I hope that anyone who's listening has found some new music to listen to. And I hope, I hope they do enjoy it because you know, I love it. Brian loves it. That's two awesome people giving their thumbs up to a lot of good music. Um, <laughs> But you know what? To wrap up, I'll let you just briefly talk about your podcast again. Just plug what you want to plug. Um, and then I think we can wrap up.
1: All right. Well, again, if you are going to listen to a lot of my music, I uh, suggest watching it with the video as well. I think that'll add to your enjoyment sometime. So please mm-hmm. do check those out. Those are those are great. But uh, but again, I have a podcast called TV Trivia Pod, where I ask questions about TV shows, uh, things that happen in TV shows. And uh, yeah, having a lot of fun with that. You can see a couple of the questions uh, that I post daily on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter, all at TV Trivia Pod. And yeah, it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. And I assume most people would end up being better than I was when you asked me those questions, because I was pretty shocking.
1: Almost everybody, I would say 90, 95% of the people that I have on the podcast watch the episodes that day or the day before, so they do really well.
0: Right. Okay. I, I can excuse my my poor performance and that's all right. Um, yes. <laughs> and to anyone listening, I'm Big Yellow Praxis. Again, you can find me all over social media, Twitter, TikTok. I mean, if there's social media, I'm probably on it in some form. Um, but mainly go to my YouTube channel, give me a subscribe there and listen to... I've got tons of music stuff anyway. Take a listen to that. But beyond that, this has been really good. Um, I've really enjoyed this. Thanks, Brian, for coming on. Um, Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Cheers.